This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Welcome to TMZ Live. Harvey Levin here. Charles here. So it, it has happened again. A mass shooting this time um, right after the parade ended in Kansas City celebrating the Chiefs' victory in the Super Bowl. One person is dead, at least as we speak right now. Um, 10 to 15 people injured, apparently some in critical condition. Um, and An it is horrendous. Horrendous, chaotic scene. And we have some footage now that we want to uh, play for you that this is the moment when the gunshots uh, erupted there. And you're going to see, I mean, it's a moment of there are tens of thousands of people gathered in Kansas City. They're right outside a place called Union Station. Uh, this was at the end of the parade. So it's more like people milling around. The team had already addressed the crowd and they had left. And then this happened. Now, um, I, it, when, you listen, when you listen to the rapid fire, it appears that, and, and we don't know this for sure, but it certainly appears this is either an automatic or semi-automatic weapon because yeah. of the rapid fire. Right. Yeah, and Harv, I'll say this too, and I don't know if we're gonna show this video or not here now, but there is another video where you uh, see one of the people who was allegedly involved, and there are a group of bystanders that tackle this person. We actually have that video. Okay. Right. So, so here's we what we don't know. We, we, we are going to caution everybody. We don't know who this person is. We know two people have been detained and taken into custody, but there were people who believed it. It seems from this video right. that, that this somebody was involved. And, and there, and there you go. This yeah. is pay the, attention they're running toward him. as the person is is tackled, guys. It's a little bit hard to see, but pay attention towards the right side of the screen. A woman comes and picks something up that looks like a big rifle. Do you see that in the in the white shirt? And she moves it over to the wall. There is another photograph where police are securing a rifle. It looks like that woman picked up a gun, a rifle, and moved it away from the scrum. So they they hold the guy down there. Uh, the police, um, and there was a heavy police presence. The police are there. They run over and they take over. Um, and again, we don't know if this is the guy, but there are the police uh, right on top right. of him there. So a chaotic scene. None of the chiefs, none of the staff, none of the coaches were injured. Uh, but again, one person dead for sure. Yeah. There have been reports just... three people were in critical condition we cannot confirm that, but 10 to 15, according to authorities, uh, were, were shot. Were injured. Wow. Now, as for what happened here, there, the, the, there were two people who have been taken into custody. Um, there are reports that there is no evidence yet, and maybe there isn't any evidence, that this is any kind of terrorism. We don't know if it was something between two between people. Between two people that, unfortunately, with so many people around, 
you, you know what's incredible too? As I'm watching all of these people who a minute ago were having, you know, this great celebration and having a good time, and, and there were people hurt, there were bystanders who instantly jump into action, who are prov uh, giving CPR to injured people on the ground, and, and just like that, how this completely changed. Yeah, and you're right, and and you know everybody jumped in, and they changed from celebratory to mm, life-saving, life yeah. and literally on a dime. You know, you and I were talking about I mean, something. the fact of the matter is you're gonna have a lot of people who are, by their their profession, first responders who are just there right. as just fans. Enjoying the break. Uh, but when something like this happens, obviously they change, they flip the switch immediately. Y you and I were talking about something when the parade started earlier today. And I don't know if you remember this even, but I, I, I said something to you when Patrick Mahomes was in the crowd, and I said, look how great it is right. that they're interacting we with the crowd. That it is, they feel safe, and this feels like home, and that the players were not reserved. They were in trying in every way they could to interact with the fans um, because they did feel safe. And look, nothing happened while the players were there, but it, this is the reality of life in America now. If you go to an event and there are that many people around, right. you unfortunately have to have your head on a swivel because this this is, you know, and remember this happens on, is it the sixth anniversary of the Marjorie Douglas uh, yeah, uh, high school shooting? High school shooting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I'm trying to be really careful on, on saying this, but in terms of how this happened or what the motivation was, I think it's relevant that the parade was over. Yes. That it, because if whoever, right. if there, this was, they, I, you know, I know what you're saying, that it doesn't, it would appear that they weren't trying to To inflict, inflict this on the crowd because it didn't happen during the entire parade, which lasted a long, long time. Right. It happened as people were dispersing. And again, I, I, I'm not sure what that means, but. And, and I will say this. Does it, I mean, I guess there is a difference as far as what someone's charged with uh, once they have uh, suspects in custody. But the bottom line is you still open fire for, for whatever reason in a huge crowd and you have mass casualties either way. It's still, it's still a mass shooting. It's I a, know what you're oh, saying. No, no, it is a mass shooting. Yeah. And, and the thing that's perplexing is if this were really, you know, between two people where it got out of control, how do that many people unrelated to them get shot. So it's very confusing to process this and really understand I mean, I guess it. it depends on how far apart they are and who's standing around, but it was a very densely populated uh, event. Yeah. So. Christy, Orlando, Florida. Man, the, the shooting at the Kansas City Parade today, it just breaks my heart. You know, fans just out trying to have fun and the gun violence today, you know, I just, I don't understand it. My heart goes out to the families and the victims. I did see the heroic tackle that was made by one of the civilians. There, there was a lot of heroism uh, on display uh, during this event. You know, it, it, and this is the last thing on everybody's mind right now, but uh, this is gonna change these parades forever. Yeah. It's gonna change uh, this forever. You know, I, and I guess the, obviously the bad news is you had so many people in such, in, in that area and it allowed for so many people to be injured, but this was also, there was so much law enforcement, uh, first responders who were there just as practice for an event this size. And it certainly, I think, helped. Uh, oh, and absolutely. And obviously, absolutely. And obviously the uh, citizens who just stepped in were a tremendous help. That was, a, uh, by the way, 
that's a big deal that all these people, because the, 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 the element of terror in all of them, you know, the fact that they stayed there, they tried to subdue the gunmen, they were do, doing chest compressions on people who yeah. were injured, and these are people who were just celebrating and all of a sudden running for their lives, yet they still stayed, they jumped in. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of inspiring, actually, yeah, I gotta really say. Is. Okay, we are gonna move on. Yes, move on to uh, something that happened earlier in the day uh, related to the Chiefs, um, Jason Kelsey and his brother, what's that guy's name? Uh, that would uh, be Travis, Travis. Travis Kelsey. Uh, they did their podcast and they were talking about sort of like them going over what had happened over the weekend uh, in Vegas during the Super Bowl. And there is a moment that they started talking about during the celebration while they were out at uh, Zook Nightclub. And um, there is a certain word that you're going to hear the brothers use here. I think uh, this is not a big shocker, but interesting to hear him use the word. The one video of of them showing me and Taylor and then panning to you and Marshmallow. There were some great pans. It's a very <laughs> strong <laughs> dichotomy of, uh, of on this side, Just two, two, people, two people in love and enjoying the moment together, panning to a complete Neanderthal who is no longer connected with uh, uh, like, modern like day society. Were. So they yeah. use the love word, yeah. Uh, yeah, which we all knew. I mean, right? We all we all knew it. But to even have J Jason doesn't use that word unless Travis has used it around him a lot. And obviously, look, that's where they are, and no, we've seen I mean, all the no evidence. Doubt about yeah, it, right? And remember, we I we heard Travis definitely say it to Taylor on the field a few right. weeks ago, and. It sounded like Taylor said it back, but yeah, I think this, if anyone had any doubt out there that these two were in love and they're saying I love you to each other, that has now been confirmed. By they're way, in love. There was one thing that, there was one thing Jason did sort of complain about, and I don't blame him. He was talking about while they were watching the Super Bowl um, oh. and during the halftime oh, show. Oh, this is so funny. That he had to miss it because he basically had to leave the, their, their luxury suite. pushed out of the suite. Because all these celebrities were lining up, coming in, to have uh, a moment with Taylor, to sort kiss of like the ring. It's like a rece <laughs> receiving line uh, for Taylor. Yeah, they had to kiss. And and by the way, Charles, not like it's not me in line there. It's people like Shaquille O'Neal, these yeah. literally you know giant superstars who wanted to meet him. The game's great and everything, but a lot of people look forward to the halftime show. And I've got to imagine Taylor as a performer wanted, wanted to, to watch, watch it also. I know. I thought of that too because I would think that. The celebrities who went in there would want to see it, but they wanted to see Taylor more. Right. But she wanted to see it. But she's very gracious and yes, she'll watch it. I'm, I'm guessing she had on. an eye on Usher as well as she was talking to Shaq and others. Right. This is Chris Bianchi. I'm from Manaway, Ohio. I mean, yeah, you know that was a great halftime performance, but you could only imagine being in that position of all the people there. Everybody wants to get their moment, wants to get their photo op, and get their second of fame. So I mean. You could only imagine, again, the crazy chaos that was going on, especially in Vegas, too. But, um, but yeah, you would want to take a glimpse and not miss such a show, especially with Usher, all those hits. I mean, crazy thing to miss. Okay, we are going to take a break. All right, speaking of that halftime show, when we come back, we're going to be joined by one of the stars of that show, and that is Lil Jon. He is going to be here to uh, tell us all about putting this together. He was also the musical director as well as a performer. We're going to get some information from him about uh, who was... They hoped was going to be on stage. Well, we told you. It. We told you that uh, Usher was Bieber. talking to Justin Bieber, but uh, it didn't happen. We hopefully are going to find out why. Exactly. And we're going to talk to John about his new project dropping, which is a major departure for him. It's not country, but it's a major departure.
This is really exciting. We are being joined by one of the stars of the most watched Super Bowl halftime show in history. Yep. Uh, just went down on Sunday. Uh, of course, you saw it. Uh, and Lil John was right in the middle of a lot of people. Obviously, everyone loves Usher's music and Usher. A lot of people felt like that moment when they cut to Lil John in the audience and, and crowd surfing was like the most electric moment of the entire halftime show. And he is joining us now to talk about uh, what went into putting together that show and also about his new project that is about to drop. Which a, is really, really interesting. A new album that is a departure for him, yep. but we're gonna get into why Little John is doing a guided meditation album, uh, among other things. So John, uh, welcome back to TMZ Live. How you doing? Just for those who, if they don't remember, Little John, you hosted TMZ, he hosted TMZ back yeah. in the day. Ari was out, you know, he had a yep. really big dump he needed to take, so I stepped in <laughs> and I hosted and it was a great time. And now he's got this beard. I don't even know who this guy is anymore. Like, come on, Harvey, what's going on? I, wait, what happens, John, is when you get older, you just try to hide. No, you just stop caring. You stop, you stop caring. Right. Well, listen, everybody cares about what you did on Sunday. You guys put on an incredible it show. It was great. Uh, tell me what went into this, because I know that you were also musical director, so you were involved in the entire 13-minute planning of this show yeah man it was i mean it's all kind of hitting me harder now than it did like sunday um and it's just reflecting back on like yeah us i remember when we first got on our first call about uh starting the production for the show and it was a lot of work i think we had 179 revisions of the show tape oh my so god so it, it was a lot that went into it. Shout out to the team, the Avila brothers. Shout out to DJ Chronic. All of us, all of us together, collectively came together and put this project together. And it was, um, it was just so much work because Usher understood that this was going to be the biggest show of his lifetime, um, and also the biggest platform he would ever have in his life. And so he was always thinking about how to make it better or oh, maybe I need to add this song in. Oh, maybe I need to take that out. He was really thinking about all of his fans and making sure he, he showed love to each and every one of his fans that like all of his different types of uh, songs. So it was a lot. Speaking of that, one of the things, we actually broke this story on the website that Usher had uh, spoken directly with Justin Bieber about possibly performing. Yeah. Bieber was in the stands, but he didn't right. perform. What happened there? Because I would have thought, because Usher mentored Justin. Um, Did you guys have an, you said there were 179 changes you made. Was right. there an iteration of the plan where Justin was gonna be on stage? We initially had, we wanted to put Justin in the show. So we had the idea of doing a version of the show with Justin in it. Um, but I think Justin just wasn't really ready to, that's a lot of rehearsal, a lot of responsibility, a lot of time and a lot of eyeballs. And I don't know if he was ready to do all of that. You know what I mean? So, but he, he definitely was there supporting us and they're really good friends. And he, he's, he's definitely was supporting him regardless. But he, I don't know if he was ready to do Was he ever that. in at any point? Because I know you did a revision where but he was mean, involved. Did he ever actually was do he, a rehearsal? Was he actually no. at a point ever like said, well, maybe I'll do it? Or was it always, I'm just not gonna? 
No, he was thinking about it. He was he was thinking about it, but I think all of the work that goes into it and then all of the eyeballs and everything else, I don't know if he was ready to take un, have that undertaking. You know, because exactly. Justin was just kind of chilling. He was there with his yeah. wife having yeah. a good time. And, you know, it's a lot of time you have to dedicate to, to being in a show like this. It's not just, okay, let's go do one rehearsal and you get on stage. It's a lot of time that's dedicated. So I don't know if he's ready to do all of that. So John, we're, we're gonna shift gears, as we say in the news biz, when you're transitioning to something. And I just feel like it is a shift of gears because the high energy that you guys brought to the halftime show is really the opposite of what your, your next project is. Uh, you're this, for the first time, you're doing a guided meditation album uh, that comes out on Friday. Oh, you got the video. All yeah, right. the video. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so guided meditation. I've been in the health and wellness for a while, and I've been on this, you know, a spiritual journey as well. And um, it, it came a time where I just was feeling like I needed to do some other things. A lot of stuff was going on in my life, and I was trying to really find, I was going inside, getting to know myself better, connecting to my higher self better, and some dots connected with me and Kabir Sagal, who, who produced the album and I collaborated with on the album. And it made sense because meditation was something that was I was using, meditations and affirmations at the time were things that were I was using every day to, to give me some inner peace because of just, just a lot going on in my life with my relationship and amongst other things. And, and the meditation gave me inner peace and may help me to look at life in a different way. So, and also at the same time, I got an epiphany that this is what the universe wants me to, to put out for people, like put out some good stuff that's about health and helping people. It wants me to help people. So, through these guided meditations, it, it's, it can be an introduction to people who've never done any kind of meditation to show them how it can help them to ease the stress in their life or ease, you know, give them some inner peace to deal with whatever trauma or whatever is going on in their life. You can use meditation and these guided meditations to help you grief anything. We, we're dealing with all of that on this, this first project. And it's just for me to, you know, with, for me to bring something like this out, people are gonna be like, whoa. And it might turn on to turn turn some people on to it that never would have thought of of getting into meditation. So that's we need some good in this this yeah. world because so much crazy stuff going on. And this is my little piece of positivity I'm I'm giving to everybody out there. So I just want to understand it because I'm kind of meditation curious and I've always kind of wanted to do it and I need it and I haven't. So does this um, kind of teach you how to do it? I mean, is it, 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 it's not just a track. You're, you're teaching people how to actually, do how to make it work. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of talking to you, talking you through the meditation, telling you, you know, you, first you start with your breathing, you know, and you always come back to your breath to calm and center yourself. So you, you kind of tell you how to breathe and then, I'm, I'm telling you to relax your mind and to visualize things and all of that. So it's it's great for you to start with this album, Harvey, and maybe you'll be into meditation. I know you're running every day still because you're looking fit, 
but this meditation can also help you with your stress with stress yeah no you're right john this is a good thing that people need and i see it this is the answer finally we have the answer to your eternal question (laughs) turn down for what (laughs) turn down for meditation turn down for meditation turn down for meditation yes Namaste. Hey, I got to tell you. Congratulations on everything, John. Next time I go away. Yeah, we need you back in here, We need you back in here, okay? I'm down. I'm down. All right. From little John to big guru. Uh, All right. Yes, sir. Thank thank you, John. John, thank you you so much. Talk to you soon. Really good talking to you. All right, peace. He's uh, he's just the best. He really is. He is the best. Okay, we got to take a break. All right. When we come back, we're going to be joined by the queen of the mob wives aesthetic. You've seen this trend going crazy. It all started with Dre DiMatteo from Sopranos. She is going to be here to talk about this trend uh, and (laughs) what it's like for her now uh, walking down the street um, as everyone's screaming about the mob wives look. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Well, if you've noticed, um, some, there's, a, there's a new trend in fashion, and I know this is not your thing, or clearly mine. Clearly. Uh, but if you've noticed, a lot of, a lot of women uh, out wearing faux fur, big hoop earrings, uh, loud prints. It's like right out of The Sopranos, don't you think? Uh, yeah, there's a reason that it uh, looks like it's right out of The Sopranos, because this is a trend uh, that started, I guess you could say it started 25 years ago, but now it has become a big thing, like most things these days, because of TikTok. Uh, last year, on the 25th anniversary of The Sopranos, uh, they posted all of the episodes uh, on TikTok. And uh, so a whole new generation discovered this mob fashion. Look. Yeah. Mob In fact, look. they call it the Mob Wives aesthetic. Uh, and I guess the person you could really blame for this uh, or credit for this. I celebrate for this. Indeed. Uh, is Dre DiMatteo, who of course played Adriana on Sopranos. Uh, and now that all these younger kids are going back and looking at this, they're like, wow, look at what she was wearing. Uh, we want to do that. And by the way, she's now got a new fashion and she's line. she's got a fashion that line. That is pushing things forward. Indeed. Although there's something ironic about her new fashion line. We'll get to that uh, as far as it's how it's compared to Mob Wives aesthetic. So joining us right now is the woman at the center of uh, all of these trends, and that is Dre DiMatteo. Dre, welcome to TMZ Live. Hey, Dre. Hi, guys. How you doing? We're good. We're good. We're good. What do you think of Congratulations, this? Congratulations, yeah. man. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. Yeah, I mean, congratulations. You are the inspiration for a brand new trend. It's like so, you get yeah. to be the it girl again. And for those who weren't around when Sopranos came out, Dre, I, I have to say I'm a huge fan you were the it girl, and uh, and now it's come back again. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty funny. You guys are actually catching me while I'm at a hotel, about to completely get into all uh, uh-huh. of these outfits. I swear to God, I'm sitting here <laughs> with tons of fur coats. Um, 
well, they're not real. Don't worry. And everybody's going to go all yeah. frigging crazy over here. But yeah, we are. Um, I don't know if you guys know who uh, Leah McSweeney is, but we're about we're about to do a whole mob wife aesthetic um, shoot in Little Italy possibly today. Oh, oh that's all right. Cool. But is it odd for you to for, to see everybody sort of inspired by your wardrobe on the show? That's not really how you dress at all. Like I, I've seen you plenty of times, like away from uh, Sopranos, and it's just not your style. And yet, you are now the um, everyone thinks of you as the auteur of this. Yeah, it's funny. Well, I mean, the, the costume designer on Sopranos, Juliet, she really was. I was her doll. She was like, "Oh my God, can I get you in these tiger print hot pants?" And "Oh my God, can you put on this cat suit?" I might have directed her to Trashy Lingerie to get me that tiger print cat suit. Good move. I, Good move. Yes, and I still, I just found it. I, I know everybody's been talking about it lately that I that I just found it and I wore it for Halloween last year because there's so many Christopher Adriana costumes every year. Um, so I actually went as dead Adriana last year with a big bullet hole oh, in my head and a oh tiger gosh. suit. Oh my God. But now we're going to find a home. We're gonna find a home for that tiger suit. Maybe you know one of the the mob museum or or the TV museum or something. <laughs> I need to get rid of that thing. It's a really bad camel toe. Anyway, um, <laughs> yes. It's, I mean, listen. All those girls are super divas. Like they're already gangster goddesses, is what I'd rather call them. Like J Lo and do it. Like any one of those huge celebrities were already, you know, gangster before this thing emerged again i guess what it's doing you know i noticed this yesterday there was a demonstration outside in the streets over the fur coats it's bringing back fur coats which every <laughs> is gonna yeah. be a nice thing but you know what i don't i'm not supporting any of that i don't i don't wear anything fancy so i don't even care but you know for, forget about the fur it's just that we're living in a in a world right now where nothing goes Absolutely nothing goes. Everything is a is a big, you know, big pity mm -hmm. party all day long. No, you're right. So you're right. Yeah, and I guess that's what Ultra Free is about. So yeah, I dress more street and less um, fancy, glam, mob wifey. Well, let's get um, let, let's let's yeah. get into it. We got ground to cover here. Yeah. So let's get. I'm, I'm watching what you're looking at what you're wearing, and I think that's I'm part of the line that you guys that you're uh, that you developed. Yeah, it's more, you know, comfy, cozy gear. It's inspired by my son. He loves all the, you know, the street stuff, he, the limited edition stuff. It's going to be a lot of limited, limited runs because we make a lot of the stuff is by hand. Um, we're printing at our at, at our place, actually. So everything gets mailed and sent by us for now. You know, eventually it'll be because we do have so many animal print stuff for next year. We have a whole play on camouflage. It's like, is it better to blend in or is it better to stand out? Because these days, like the whole inclusivity and equality and all this stuff, I feel like the very movement that we've all worked towards backfired and now a lot of people are not a lot of people are just being treated like all the time i don't understand how if one group gets included then everybody else gets excluded um, I, I i think you're so yeah. right and by the way is that one of the reasons that you decided to go to OnlyFans just because it's freer and you know you're not censored the way you're, you're the boss yeah Yes, I'm the boss. I love being the boss. See that little naked lady beside me? 
Hey, we got we got to, we got to um, keep it right. For, you know, we got to keep it clean for for daytime. I know. Well, that was David LaChapelle. That's an old that's an old shot. Um, yeah. That was a whole play on the mob wife. And in those in that whole picture series, I have a bunch of bodies in my trunk. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other part of the mob wives aesthetic. Yeah. By the way, people are going to lose their minds in the streets of Little Italy if you guys are if you're out actually dressed in the mob wives aesthetic. Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. I think so good luck. We're going to do it. Bring security. Oh, <laughs> uh, we want. I know. We want pictures, okay? Oh, don't worry. There's going to be plenty. Okay. <laughs> All right. We, we want them. Thanks, Dre. Greg. Thank you. All right, guys. Take care. Bye. Thanks. All right. My co-star. Your co <laughs> your co-star. Yes, of course, because Harvey was on the second episode of The Sopranos. Okay. A story off-told. Uh, okay, <laughs> we are going to take a break. All right, when we come back, Kanye West speaking out about his time at the Super Bowl and what Taylor Swift had to do with it. There's a story that Taylor actually got him booted out of his seat. Kanye is denying that, but it also sounds like he is re-sparking this feud with Taylor. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Um, this is maybe not the most shocking headline. Kanye West is very upset. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. But he is very upset about a story about him at the Super Bowl that involves Taylor Swift. Uh, the story came from uh, former NFL star Brandon Marshall, uh, who was at the game and was retelling something that either he saw himself or someone told him involving Kanye West, where he was sitting in the at the, uh, at the game, and why and that Taylor Swift got pissed off about where he was sitting. Now Kanye, Kanye is denying this, but I think you need to hear what Brandon Marshall first said. So this is it. Kanye West pulls up to Vegas. Kanye West buys a ticket right in front of Katy Perry's booth. So anytime they were going to be showing Katy Perry, Kanye's face was going to be there. Did you say in front of Taylor's booth or in front of Taylor, Katy Perry's booth? Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. In front of Taylor Swift's booth. Oh. He had a, ma a mask on with his logo on a mask, mm -hmm. right? Typical Kanye. Taylor Swift gets pissed off. She, boom, boom, makes a call or two. Everybody's involved. He gets kicked out the stadium. He was trying to leverage her celebrity right. to... Because you know right? they're not going to cut to him. So I got a question here. We're going to get to so Kanye's when, response. When but story. I, I, I want to ask a question first. It, he said he pulls up to the stadium and buys a ticket? How is that? Yeah, that's the part of it that descent. I mean, it I don't know. No look, sense to me. Kanye could have look. He could have walked up and there are scalpers. I but 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 uh, but, but, <laughs> but but he. But the, I know. The, no, no. But the point was right. that he intentionally bought something next to Taylor's booth. How do you walk do up you to know a that? scalper? Right. Right. I, I don't understand. So that. that that's exactly why the story makes no sense at all. Right. Brandon Marshall was just peddling gossip, and the fact that he he couldn't even distinguish ta uh, Taylor Swift and Katy Perry <laughs> just speaks to the fact that he doesn't have his facts right. And Kanye West's rep came out and denied it and said, it's not true, it's false. So there you go. And honestly, the story didn't make any sense anyway. And I'll say this, there was one photo of Kanye that was circulating on Getty at the time. It's a photo of him and Bianca and some stadium workers standing next to him. So when the when the story was first told, I looked at that photo, I was like, huh, maybe there's some truth to it. But honestly, what you guys are saying is exactly right. There's no way Kanye If Kanye was marched it. out of, if he was marched out of that stadium, there would have been so many photos oh my God. and videos of Kanye. Or even moved. Out. Yeah. But Kanye did take a shot in a way at Taylor Swift, which yeah. remember. He's sort of like, well, as long as we're on the subject of Taylor Swift. A lot of gall given what he did in 2016 to her. Yeah, um, and also a lot of gall considering how much success she's had, but he took the moment to sort of spike the football, if you will, 
um, reposting something that had been uh, on Twitter, on X, where he said that someone pointing out that he had now surpassed her because his album was number one on this particular chart. I think it was Spotify. So it was like was Spotify, Spotify, his yeah. album had overtaken Taylor's as the number one album, which is objectively true. Like it, it did yeah. for a day, I guess, which is fine because Midnight's, Midnight's has been out for like over well over That's a year right. now. That's it's right. an old album. It's, it's, <laughs> right. It has remained at the top because it's been, she's been so popular. So yeah, he just dropped his album like last week. It's Good been it's been doing well streaming and it overtook it and that's fine. There's there, I understand the history and the bad blood, but whatever. It's not that big of a deal. It's like okay, good. It's facts. It is what it is. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it I, is I what it see, is. It, it is what it is. Except for the bad blood between them, stating take, facts. I don't know. Taking a shot at her, and and it's a dumb shot because again, oh, you beat an album that's been out for a year. Yeah, but the guy's allowed to look. His album's number one. I know. Of course, he's gonna. Do you think Kanye West isn't gonna? I mean, no. He should. He should celebrate. He's number one. I just if he had to bring over, Taylor in, if he had overtaken Mariah Carey, he would have said the same thing. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna it's celebrate different. the fact it's that different. he's number one. It's different when it's Taylor Swift, given what he did uh, at the Music Awards. It is just different. Yes. Hey, it's Adrian out of Phoenix, Arizona, aka General Coachy Mafioso. But as far as this Kanye West um, situation goes. I mean, he he knows what he did, you know. And if that's the case, and she did that, I mean, she got the power right now, you know. You just gotta accept that. The whole Super Bowl thing definitely did not happen. Okay, um, there's somebody who also wishes something didn't happen, namely she jumped on social media, but she did. Yes, Selma Blair, uh, by her own admission, uh, went way out on a limb when she, I think, from her original tweet, you would say that she's angry. Uh, about some of the things that have been said in this country by some political leaders uh, that uh, are anti-Semitic. And she wanted to express her anger, but she's now apologizing for the way she worded this. Uh, so here was her original comment. She's responding to someone who had posted something calling out uh, Congresswoman Tlaib, and she was thanking that person. She said, thank you very much for saying that. Deport all these terrorist-supporting goons. Islam has destroyed Muslim countries and then they come here and destroy minds. They know they are liars, twisted justifications, may they meet their fate. Really Stro yeah. strong, yeah. Um, heavy-handed. There was a, I, doesn't seem to be anything there. A lot of backlash, a lot of people said it was Islamophobic, and Selma has now um, pulled back. Yeah, she uh, is issued an apology saying, I mistakenly and inadvertently conflated Muslims with radical Islamists and fundamentalists, a terrible error in my words, and resulted in hurting countless people I never meant to, and I deeply regret this. Uh, hate and misinformation are amplified so easily these days, this time by my own hands, and I fully recognize how I contributed to the Muslim community being understandably very upset. I mean... Yeah, there is... I'm, I'm glad that, you know, good on her for actually apologizing and, and someone pointing out to her that there is a difference. There's a difference. What she was angry about, she has every right to be angry about, it's about who you're blaming. Yeah, I, I think this is a very emotionally charged issue for people, and I don't think they should be on Twitter when they're hearing the news firsthand. You should sort of process yeah. it and maybe gather your thoughts and then come out with a statement if you still wish to have a statement. But just to respond uh, in such a, a quick manner, it's generally not going to go well with this particular issue. And uh, it's good that Selma took it back and walked it back, but she should have just stayed off of Twitter when it came out. Okay, we are going to take a break. All right, so when we come back, uh, besides the game, besides Taylor, uh, besides 
besides the halftime show, the other thing from the Super Bowl everyone is talking about, the Dunkings. And when we come back, you're gonna hear Matt Damon talking about how this all came together. It is very clear he does not want any of the credit slash blame for this commercial. It's a huge hit. I don't know why he's disavowing it. Matt Damon's reluctance uh, that you saw in the Super Bowl ad for Duncan seems to be real. No, or, come or at on. least he's playing it up the way. Playing I, it up. He was on the Late Show last night, sitting down talking to Stephen Colbert about what I think everyone agrees was the most popular commercial to come out of the Super Bowl, and he he's laying this all on Ben, and Ben directed the the spot. And the one thing he says that he did contribute to the commercial. <laughs> Is a line. Was the, the end line, um, which, well, here's Matt explaining it. Whose idea was this? That is clearly not my idea. <laughs> <laughs> we had uh -huh. a lot of fun doing it, though. It was really, it was Yeah, great. it yeah. looks it looks like a lot of fun. Um, uh, so, is, is uh, Affleck your best friend? Yes, yeah. He's your best friend. For, for many, many years, That's yeah. fantastic. I like at the end you say, I like in the end you say, I, I remember how I said I would do anything for you? This is anything. That's what you say at the end of the ad. Yeah, and I actually said that to him when we were filming, <laughs> and he just left it in. <laughs> it's really funny. I mean, that's really, really... The fact really that they have remained uh, such close friends. It's really great. I mean, I got applause for that. It yeah. really is just brilliant marketing. I mean, them, they... Obviously, the commercial completely killed it. It was the hit of the Super Bowl as far as commercials go. And then, you know, they obviously launched the track suits that they were wearing. The original inventory sold out in, like, 19 minutes. And then not only that, but they're still, like, benefiting off this commercial because they released the full four-minute trailer today. I watched it last night, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so up last night. I the extended, oh, I haven't seen the extended version has like J-Lo helping him develop the beats and Jack Harlow's there. So there's even an extended version. The song's available on Apple Music. So it's like basically the ad for this, for Dunkin' Donuts is just continuing on and on. I got to tell you, at first I thought this is nuts that they spent around $15 million, Dunkin' did, That's just... Just to, to get the spot on, and then they have to pay J Lo and Ben Affleck and, ben and Jack Harlow and Tom Brady and Matt Damon and all that. Right, and I thought this is nuts. But it's Wednesday afternoon. We are talking about it still. Mm -hmm. Their business has skyrocketed because we did some checking earlier in the week. So this was um, brilliant on Dunkin' Donuts. I wonder part. if Ben gets a cut of each tracksuit that gets sold. a donut. Well, and for each for each tracksuit sold, Ben gets a donut. That's not going to look well. I'm Melissa from Riverside, California. Um, I just wanted to say that the commercial I thought was hilarious, and seeing the bromance between uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon was really spot you know spot on. Is very it was very <laughs> funny. Definitely my favorite. It's really it is honestly it is genius. It's hysterical. Good. I mean, honestly, think about this. He, that he, that was he brought it home. They actually probably had to work on that choreography that you saw there. That looked of so ridiculous. There was probably a moment where they were with the choreographer going, "All right, now do this." Right. But, but the thing is, he directed the whole thing, so like it was all his idea. Right. No? Yeah, but they right. must have had a choreographer doing. Which is what you get in that extended thing. It's like you literally see. Ben oh, sort of conceded. As soon as we're done thing. with this, I want to go watch it. Yeah, I want really see. fun. Okay, we got to take a break. All right, when we come back, uh, we just talked about Ben. Now it is time for his wife. Jennifer Lopez had the spotlight in Hollywood last night, the premiere of her new movie, which she directed, and there was a tense moment between the couple, or maybe between the couple. I, we can, we'll show you what happened 
try to sort it out. Big night for J-Lo uh, as the curtain went up, as they say, on her new film, which is sort of a companion to her new album. The movie is called This Is Me Now, A Love Story, and it, I guess, is a fictionalized look at Jennifer Lopez's love life? Uh, fictionalized with some truth to it. Yes, exactly. Ba or I guess you would say based on a true story. Based, <laughs> based on a true love story. How do you story. say based on a true story if it's her telling it? This makes no sense. She had the big <laughs> premiere for this last night in Hollywood. That was their big moment as they're walking into the event. And then Jennifer addressed the crowd inside. Um, we're going to show you, actually... We Did you just see that pose time. where what? they looked at each other like they were going to kiss? Because that's where the camera is. Right. That's just, and this they is know hard. that everyone takes the photo. I we know don't, they take we that don't photo. actually have to kiss. Right. <laughs> that's hysterical. <laughs> They're old vets. They know how this works. Yeah. Inside, by the way, um, before Jennifer uh, was speaking to, actually it was after she addressed the crowd, she and Ben were talking about something. I don't know if it was about the movie or about something that happened inside the premiere, but it seemed pretty intense. And then... Her manager, uh, Benny, came over, and then Ben started talking to Benny. Yeah, it kind of, at first excited. glance, looks like maybe they're having some kind of argument because Ben is so animated. But then when you actually look closer, it looks like he's just having, like, a very animated, just, like, conversation about something he's passionate about. Right, because she's, she doesn't re she's look really upset. chill. No, she looks chill. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it could totally just chill. be he's a Boston guy and he's, you know, just think, has a different way of speaking. Convince, I think he's trying to convince her. He's like, no, you got to be in the next Duncan ad. I'm telling you, this yeah. is what I'm going to no, do. this is not an this argument. This is what I'm going to do. You can tell just from her, you can tell. Charlie's right. Yeah. Hey, I'm Amy from Texas. Look, I think she should just let that man stay home at this point. Like, give him his menthols and his Duncan and just let him be. <laughs> menthols and Duncan. Menthols and Duncan. Calm down anyway. Hey, Ben Affleck is responsible for raising Duncan Donuts to new heights. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, what else you guys want to talk about? Hey, my name is Alex. Um, I'm from San Antonio, and I think this is – it's so sad to know that we now live in a society where we have to be very cautious of everything that we can do. Um, it's so sad to know that we can't even enjoy without being cautious. It's it's not right at all. Wow. Wow. Um, a really sad term. Okay. Thankfully, uh, they have the people in custody. Uh, Demi, I'm in Minnesota. I don't think a simple apology after making such a crazy statement is okay. There has to be some follow-up with that apology, along with just saying, I'm sorry on Twitter. is never going to be okay. Okay. Well said. That's fair. We are going to take a break. All right. When we come back, uh, Taylor Swift's ex. Uh, Joe Alwyn had a big night out in London, and uh, seems like he is over the breakup. <laughs> we will show you who he was hanging with. You know, when Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn were together, he was not a big spotlight guy. At um, all. As a matter of fact, she's even talked about that, saying she does not want anybody who is obsessed with privacy, and I think she was referring to him. Right, I think we'll hear more about that when her album drops. <laughs> uh, but last night, Joe seemed perfectly uh, perfectly comfortable with the spotlight. He was at a, uh, a pre-BAFTA dinner in uh, London and was having a real good time stepping out with... Some, are these uh, actresses, these British actresses that I, I, I can only say they're pretty. Yeah. I don't know if they're actresses, but. Um, I'm is, told they are actresses, yes. And, um, and what's really interesting. I'm sure they were talking about BAFTAs and that's it. <laughs> what's really interesting too is when he walked out of that building, 
there were so many flashbulbs that went off. Yeah. Um, so people are interested in him, but I think they're interested in him because of this album. Because they're waiting for her album to come out. Yeah. Which seems like it's going to be heavy on... Um, well, one of the songs on the album is titled The Smallest Man Who Ever Lived. That is not the song you want written I was like, about. that one's not about me. Not, not that about one's not about, about me. About me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll see you tomorrow.